So welcome to episode six. This is our second field trip, which we are super excited about people. This building and what, who we're gonna be interviewing and this place that we're at has been somewhere I've been wanting to come check out for the longest time. Being from Toronto and coming to Hamilton quite a bit, this place has been like my bucket list, you can say. So pretty excited. So that being said, Hey Beth, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How's it going? <laughs> good. So uh, we have a special guest. Daniel runs this amazing walks in Hamilton called Ghost Walks. If you are from Toronto, you guys have probably have been to one of his many tours. He has him also in Niagara Lake, correct? Yeah, we're in the old town of Niagara Lake. And actually this year we started a Toronto tour. It starts in front of Old City Hall. Amazing. Oh, which, we need to do that Yes, one. we'll definitely I, send yes. a, and put a link up on our website and our Facebook about that. So we have a few questions, if you don't mind. We're gonna kind of like dabble into your mind of the paranormal and being, I think that you are somewhat uh, a novice of this field. I would think so. I, I've never liked to call myself an expert in it, but I've been doing it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I've been in the business in one way or another since 1999. Wow, uh, that's quite a bit. About 20 years next wow. year. So yeah, I was going to uh, say, sorry, like, I keep forgetting 1999 has been 20 years. I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 a couple of years. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I was like five, like 20 years 20, ago. 15, yeah, 20 years ago. <laughs> so can you tell us a bit about yourself and how long you've been running the ghost walks in, like in Hamilton in the GTA, I guess, GTA area? Well, it's all started in Hamilton for me. Uh, I'm a Hamiltonian born and raised. And originally as a paranormal investigator with one of the older groups, going around to locations and investigating. I would work with like the scientific side and the psychic side, mm -hmm. but in the end I was like, I actually don't like either. I was sort of in the middle and when people at the investigation at the houses would tell their stories, that's when I just got right into it. Mm -hmm. So at that point I realized I was more the journalist. Oh, know, wow. I report people's stories and that's how I've always approached this. That's awesome. So I was going to ask, that was going to be my next question, how long you've been into this paranormal field. So you said about 20 years now, you've been kind of yeah. been into this field of the paranormal. Yeah, starting out as an investigator and then around 2004, I was like, eh, it's not my thing anymore. Mm -hmm. And then switched over to doing the tours at all the different locations. Was there a reason why you switched over? Has it been because like, I know there's so many TV shows and things are out there saturated with paranormal shows and everybody who has recorded things, they're a paranormal investigator and people just jump onto the bandwagon and just think they can go to every location and deem it as haunted. So. Yeah, it's like if you think it's crazy now when it comes to that, you know, go back about 10 years ago when there was Paranormal State and Ghost Hunters at its height. Yes. And like all the creepy Canada back yes, in the day. Yes, creepy Canada. Which yeah. I, I got a bit of fame with that too. Uh, the Hermitage episode, they featured oh. my story. So it was oh, my 15 minutes of fame. Awesome. <laughs> I remember that I episode. Love the Hermitage. You remember? Yeah. Oh and then God. every other time yeah. I was just kind of like behind the scenes as a consultant. That's but very uh, cool. I, I, you know, I, I, not to knock him, I mean, it was a wonderful show, very entertaining, mm -hmm. but you always got to take it with a grain of salt. What? what? You never wanted <laughs> Be a Zach Bagans? Uh, <laughs> no. Is that, what do we call him Zach? Uh, what do we call him? Bo no. Something. Zach Bojangles? <gasps> oh, yes. Zach Bojangles. Because whenever I can't think of a name, I go Jacob Jingleheimer. Which one? Yeah. Jingles. One of the two. Yeah, back. Yeah, that's, that's it. Funny. Is that show even still on? Yeah. Yes. They just had a new episode. I'm, I have to admit, I am a Ghost Adventure lover. Yes. Grace's. Yes, I'm in hardcore from day one. Grace is very much into like going to asylums and going to creepy places, and I'm like, I'll wait in the van. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the Zach of the of the group, but I don't. I'm not me. I don't bully Beth into stuff. No, I wouldn't. I'm more like, I'm more like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
So you've mentioned that you've been doing this for a while. I was wondering if you could share with us maybe one of the first paranormal experiences you had that kind of made you say, okay, there's something more to this than science or something else. Like, there's what was the kind of the first one that maybe think of it? There's a bit more. I'll condense it a little bit because it's a whole story. But no, this was back when I was an investigator, so around 2001 if I remember correctly. And uh, we investigated, uh, I don't know if you know this building, it's in St. Catharines. It's the headquarters for 97.7 Hits FM. No. Okay, so it's it's an old white mansion that belonged to the guy who built the Welling Canal. Oh, wow. So they opened the doors. It was nice of them. They got to go in, the radio studio and stuff, and we did their investigation. It was very active. And afterwards, we ended up with EVPs. I don't know if you know, it's an electronic voice phenomenon. Mm-hmm. So we ended up with that. And as well, something followed us. So there was a main spirit in there that was obsessed with the one psychic. And at the end of the investigation, he even tried to possess her. Oh no, I was gonna ask, was it a male, so was it a male Male. entity that was attached to a female? Here's the thing, uh, they said male, like a male energy, but also the way it acted, like very conscious, not residual in any way. It almost acted like it wasn't even human at one time. It was very powerful. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, I guess I just like, have to explain. <laughs> as we are interviewing Daniel at the Scottish Rite right now, we're in the middle of like the ballroom, and it's dark, and it's like this place is actually kind of creepy right now. And they have all these. I guess it was a wedding earlier. So they have all the fairy lights still going. Yes, yes. and the red exit light, which kind of gives us this ominous glow in behind. It's kind so of perfect. It is perfect. It's a perfect ambiance. Exactly. Well, my, my goal is to creep you out tonight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying really hard. Totally all about. But that's a terrifying experience. Oh, so it's, was she it, okay it's not done. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. It's it's so but the, the possession experience, which mm-hmm. basically she just couldn't move her body. She was shaking unnaturally. But the other psychic was more experienced, so she did a clearing and the thing went away. So it wasn't until after when we went home that there was something in our living room. I explained this, I, I, maybe you felt it before, but I'm not afraid of the dark in any way, but I couldn't go in there with the lights off at night. And when That's... our cats were in there, they, the two brothers, they loved each other, they would attack and try and kill each other in oh, that space. He... You felt it. You felt the dread. So it all led up to me wanting to finally clear this thing. So I talked to the psychic and she said, you have to confront it. You have to get angry because, you know, it's your place. You can kick it out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to do it. So I walk into the living room, the lights off, nighttime, and I stand there and I close my eyes, and I'll never forget this feeling. It felt like there was somebody right in front of my face. I, yeah, I'll never forget that, and that motivated me. So I, on the inside, because I was in a condo, I didn't want to like, freak out my neighbors, so on the inside, I started screaming at this thing. I said, get out of my home. I might have used a couple of swear words as well along the way. And, and as well, right after I did that, it was almost like the air in the room lifted. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so supposedly this thing jumped over to the one psychic's house, but they're psychics, oh. right? So they just cleared it. Then the next one, and then I assume it went back. <laughs> that is what terrifies me. And yeah, I, I believe I have an attachment right now. And if that's just an attachment or something, it's trying to get my attention. But I've had weird things happening in my house. And I've called Beth like nine o'clock, and I'm like, there's something that just got, it was just, it's just been active. And the last. I would say about two months. I've been saying yeah. I feel like I have something. I don't know what it is, and I don't know how I got it and where I got it from, or maybe I am going crazy, as my husband thinks. I'm just watching too many horror movies alone in the dark. But yeah, it's, it's that's got to be extremely terrifying when you have to know like the unknown and something that that's not tangible, but you know you can feel like the energy, like 
it's almost like palpable, right? Like that yeah. standard. Oh my gosh. Well, I always <laughs> say if, if it's something like actually conscious in there, mm -hmm. you still feel that dread if it's a negative energy when you go into the room, but as well, it almost feels like there's a presence, like you're not alone. But if it's just the residual leftover energy, it will just stop at the dread. So that that's actually brings me to a follow-up question I have for you. So you mentioned residual haunting, intelligent hauntings. What do you what is your kind of personal thoughts on the hauntings that most people quote unquote experience? Do you think it's just kind of, we're kind of peeking into their timeline or do you think it's... It's a good question. You know, I, I even wrote a couple articles on this to try and explain it, but to, to be honest, I'd have to say, and this is just one man's opinion, but 95% of the stories I've ever heard could be chalked up to residual. Yeah. And I always tell people if they don't understand the term, it's basically like you're watching a movie. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not actually there. It's just something that's playing out in front of you. One of my experiences for Creepy Canada at the Hermitage was just that. It's the tour group. It's <laughs> 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 the tour group. So, guys, There's I just freaked out because I heard something in the background and we have a tour group. Coming oh, no, actually, here. these are helpers just sneaking up on us. <laughs> so, we're just recording the podcast here. So, for the most part, I would say it's residual, but there have been like that thing that followed me home was very conscious. Like it was there, it listened, it reacted to what I said. Wow. But for, I'd say 95% of what I heard, it, it just residual would chalk it up. Uh, okay, yeah, because that's there is a big difference. I think a lot of people, and I try to explain that to people, they ask, like, do you believe in paranormal? I'm like, and I, I like to think, like, so Beth and I both, you know, we got healthy skeptics. We have to see things to actually believe them, you know, and so that's why I'm like, okay, I act, that's why I think I go to a lot of these places are known to be haunted, because I want to experience myself, right? Because I want to say, okay, is this place legit? Is this place actually active? Is it residual or is it intelligent? I also so. want to know too, because if it is, is it, like I don't want to be just walking through some poor ghost and they think it's their actual house still and I'm like messing up their stuff. I know, and then they're like, dang mad. it, why again? I just moved that there. Why do you keep moving it back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, so I was going to ask you, how long, so how did you get connected with the Scottish Rite? Originally, uh, so, there's a building in Hamilton known as the Custom House, mm -hmm. the Workers' oh. Arts and Heritage. We used to do a, um, a gala there, a small one. Mm -hmm. And then when it outgrew the space, we moved to the Scottish Rite. So that's going back 2006. So then me and my, my wife at the time, we split up. So she took, she went more with the paranormal side. I went with the walks and the tours and then eventually reconnected with Scottish Rite. So now I'm holding the gala here every year. And as part of that, we started the walks around 2010, give or take. Amazing. That's great. So one of the questions we have, I know the Scottish Rite is associated with the Freemasons, and I know, I think they're still operating in the, in the building, so I want to be kind of tactful with my next question. But for those of our listeners who don't really know too much how the Scottish Rite kind of connects with the Freemasons and their whole history, could you give them a bit of a snippet of the history that sure. that goes with? Yeah, so while the okay, Scottish Rite is made in Hamilton here, the, the, the building is made up of two separate structures. So you, there's the house on the one side, which dates back to the 1800s, so it belonged to a man named uh, George Tuckett. Mm -hmm. And for many years, he was the uh, tobacco king of southern Ontario. So that was, that was his claim to fame, but eventually he passes away and they're selling off the house and the Masons would buy it in the 1920s. Hmm. So then they built what we're sitting in now 
we're in the grand ballroom part, but above our heads, which you'll see later tonight in the tour, above our heads is the largest Masonic cathedral in Canada. No so way. it's like, the, it's all in this massive structure. So it's the two buildings in one. So they've been here since about the 1920s, sort of coming close to 100 years in this building. Wow. And uh, when I was looking in on this, you can actually go to their website and find out a bit more information. So I'll link that yeah. up as well. Yeah, That's definitely, great. Definitely. Well, I was going to say, because you answered my question, basically I was going to ask you how, like, the history of this building, you just summed it up perfectly because it's great to, like, if people don't know about this place, obviously if you live in Toronto and Hamilton area, you guys would know this place. It's absolutely That's stunning. Great. It's a gorgeous building. It's iconic. Like, it just, it's one of those buildings as you drive down along James Street, or rather, King Street, you're like, that building just sticks out. It's so beautiful. It's so true. And I'll tell you, it was, we, we use the marketing angle of Hamilton's most mysterious address. And the reason we do that is because even when I was a kid here, Nobody ever got to come in here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wanted to come here forever, and it's just—it's so like you're right. It like—it's just this mysterious place where like you're not too sure. And also, the Masonics have got this almost like secrecy kind of like hidden behind them. You know, like the, like you're not I too think sure. Everyone thinks of that episode from The Simpsons with the, <laughs> the with, stone, know, stone cutters. The stone cutters, <laughs> exactly. And I think that's I have a song in my head now. I know. I know. It's different. It's yes, different. it's so cool. Oh, come on. I was waiting to see Burns, all them naked, walking around the ropes. Oh. You got to come back during the day. No, okay. I'm joking. Um, it's no, not real. <laughs> so um, one of the things I wanted to ask you is when, my personal theory, especially a lot of in Scarborough, a lot of our hauntings and urban legends started when around the 1950s. And I know that there was a huge renovation here in the 1950s. So I was wondering if there was a link between the renovations and kind of the influx of haunted stories that were coming around or now you mean as in renovations inside the Scottish Rite yes yeah okay I see or did this haunting stories about the Scottish Rite being having paranormal activity begin before before that the ghost stories here are sort of on yeah a bit of a different level because sometimes renovations they do factor into Mm -hmm. some of these stories Mm -hmm. Custom House is a good example the Elgin and Winter Garden Mm -hmm. in Toronto is a good Mm -hmm. example for that but here at the Scottish Rite, yeah, no, not really. Yeah. In fact, to be honest, I really didn't even know there were renovations in the building, so oh, it's yeah. good you actually looked that up. <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal. So the rumors of haunting have just been always kind of like just ingrained in, in yes. Hamilton history then? There's no- in a way. So when we came into this location for the first time, you know, part of the research phase includes bringing in local investigators, bringing in local psychics, try and stir things up. And then over the years, as the tour runs, experiences happen to the groups Mm -hmm. during the tours. And then, of course, anything that was gathered before. But you understand, right, we're coming into a place with Freemasons and they're very secretive bodies. Exactly, (laughs) yes, exactly, because of that. And that's why I was wondering, because, like, is it the mystery and, like, the history because of the building that, you know, created this entity that, which why we're here today, which attracts us to what we know to be, I guess, a ghost or a ghost or many ghosts? that are here and so that's why like I just find it very fascinating that somewhere like this that's so secretive has opened the doors to have individuals the curious and it's true the seekers but it's still there's still a bit of a still kind of tough like you know mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of leashes in place for you know what can be done mm-hmm. what can be pushed because you, you also have to be very respectful yeah. when you go into some other locations where they're open to it or they have stories from before it's more open or you go into like a core tour like we do in Hamilton Niagara and Lake or Toronto mm-hmm. and you have like many different locations with all their stories it's more robust but here in the Scottish Rite I mean there's great stories and great history but it's more for the personal experience of being in the place. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, 
what might happen during the tour, which stuff has happened. So have you had personal experiences here yourself? Yes, I did. You know, it, it was kind of a subtle one. But uh, so there's a room you'll see at the end of the tour uh, known as the robing room. It's where they prepare for the like, rituals. And <laughs> so I'm just picture like these bunch of old white Sorry, dudes sitting there with the robes. I don't know why. <laughs> I know the Simpsons stuck in my head now, but yes. <laughs> and was it, is it similar. Willie? Yeah, Grand Scrippy Willie in part of this old mess, but sorry, go on. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's going on in that room, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're preparing. And so we, we take the tour through it. We don't stop in there out of respect, but we take the tour through it. And on one of the nights, it was last Halloween, uh, I'm walking with the security guard to do the round, check everything. And we walk through, and one of the last cabinets is open and two costume military helmets, the one with the spikes on the top, oh my gosh. were sitting perfectly mm -hmm. in the floor. So I, I say to the guard, like, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. So we put them back in, I latched the cabinet, and the first tour I did that night of two, I come through that room and I didn't expect it. Cabinet was open, one sitting on the floor. So uh, I didn't say anything to the yeah. group. No. <laughs> didn't say anything to the guard, I didn't want to seem crazy. So I pick it up, I put it in, I latched it again, and then the last tour of the night, I was expecting it this time. So the, the cabinet was open, and again, two of them sitting perfectly on the floor, exact same position as before. So I put them back in, as this time I told the group about yeah. it, and yeah, I was just happy it was the end of the night. Okay, my question, okay, this is a perfect one, because if I ask people who run other groups, or other tours rather, do you believe in the school of Halloween, you know, because everybody believes that the veil is thinner between the living and the dead? that this is when, have you experienced yourself that there's to be more activity during the Halloween season? Yes. I can put a percentage on it, but if I were to try, maybe 60, 70% of our stories happen at Halloween. Wow. And this time of year, if you can go on our Facebook page, you can see the Hermitage now has a, an amazing ghost photo. Downtown <laughs> Hamilton has a photo. It looks like a woman's walking out of the wall. Like, uh, it's just in this time of year. This time of year is when it happens. Do you think it's because everyone's so hyped up about Halloween and the spooky that that energy just gives it the extra push? Or do you think it's the veil? Well, if you, if you go back into history, right, because Halloween, uh, mm -hmm. history and how they believed back in the day with the Druids and mm -hmm. whatnot, I think mm -hmm. that was the idea that, you know, in the Day of the Dead, mm -hmm. you know, that we are closer to them. So mm -hmm. from history, I think there's a lot of belief. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, just people just love that stuff. That's right. I, I've <laughs> actually had experience at the... The Hermitage this yeah. summer, we were there, and I actually I didn't know about the experience about because I've been to the Hermitage. I've done your walks a long time ago. We've been there, and I remember so we were there in the summertime. Took Beth for the first time with the two other friends, and we walked in, and we were reading the history. Beth was reading the plaque. It was close to dusk. It was dusk rather, and as Beth was talking, I saw a shadow figure go from like behind, right behind, and move right to the bushes. And she saw my face. I just stopped. I was talking to her, and she just looked at me. She goes, you saw something behind me, didn't you? I'm like, yeah. I said, don't and say anything. Don't say anything. That's car. exactly. And it was, just like, <laughs> it, was, it was a shadow. It went like from one side to the other. It just like it went right through. And I think it was a friend, John. He's like, did you see something? Because he saw something from the corner of his eye. I said, yes. I told him. So then I found out that night we met these two ghost investigator guys who said, yes, notoriously known that the shadow person, there's a shadow figure that seems to be around exactly where the building was. Just... It was like it literally popped out of Beth right behind Beth. Poof, I just saw this thing come right off behind, behind Beth's back. You never went on the tour there, right? I did the far. tour a long time ago. Oh, you did, okay. A so long you, time ago. Did you hear the story, like my experience there? No. Oh, okay, that's why you mentioned shadow people. The, yeah, but that's why I found out later um, that evening that it was known to have shadow people, but I didn't know. Like, I knew this place, I've heard stories, but of like 
I thought it was like more children. I didn't know about the shadow people. Yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's, uh, I don't know about common, but I had a few people say also lights in the trees they experienced, but no, yeah, on mine, it was after the tour was done and I'm walking around to collect everybody, let them mingle for a bit, and two people walking towards me. Now they ended up, when I called out, they walked into the woods, they disappeared, and then like, I ran up behind them because I was afraid they were gonna hurt themselves, and there was just nobody there at all. Now it was afterwards that I realized, because when you have any experience, you don't really fully know, but afterwards I realized that I couldn't see their faces or clothing. And no matter how dark it gets out there, I can always see faces and clothing. So, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, uh, it was two of them, two shadow people. They were mirror images of each other. Wow. Yeah. See, the lights, I think we, we saw a lot of fireflies at night. So I can see, like, again, we're trying to debunk this stuff, but I, I kind of said, like, okay, did I see that? Again, the rational mind of mine, like, I just, like, okay, did I see that? But it was just, it was clear. Like, you can actually see this full, you know, figure of, like, a shadow person just walk in like just walk from behind Beth's back and just continue right to the forest and that's exactly what I saw yeah uh, this was in front of the ruins though. yes exactly, okay, yeah, exactly. you know where the plaque yeah because yeah, mine was like where the plaque is and just basically Beth is reading the plaque just right behind me where the trees and that's when I saw it very cool yeah, there's always been question on who haunts the hermitage because it's the legend with William Black mm-hmm. but uh, you know legends you always have to take with a grain of salt but then there's the real story of Alma who was the youngest daughter of the Leith family who built the house and when it burned down, it was her party that did it. She didn't leave. So she lived and died in a cabin that was built in the middle of the ruins. And she stayed there because she loved the place. So it would make sense that she'd want to stay there afterwards, too. I know you keep hearing a noise in the background. Yeah, and they've yeah. turned on the rats. That's what I was going to say. Like, I wasn't sure there was another door there. That's I'm like, is there somebody trying to get in there? But no, it's good. See, I want to debunk, too. I could have easily said that yeah. was a ghost. Yeah, yeah. We found one doors. That's why I'm like, who's come through there? But wow, okay, this... I'm so excited. Like I said, I'm like a kid in a candy store right now that I actually get to be here. I just... It's amazing. So for people who are excited, like Grace and Scary Cats, like me, do you have any advice for them before they come on one of your tours or anything um, they should do or not do or be aware of? Or? No, no. It, it, really, the tours are, think of them as uh, they're ghost tours, but they're rich in history, so it kind of connects together. But there's really nothing to prepare for it. It's just, you know, come on the tour experience. If for the city centers, it's just very straightforward, but for these locations, it's more, you know, just take it in. Open-minded? Time. People should be a little bit more open-minded and... Or what do you think? Uh, you could say that, but I always I, I play around with the groups when I lead them, and I'll play around and say, oh, who's the believers, and who are the skeptics, and who are the people who drank too much, and just kind of get that idea. And then, uh, you know, the skeptics on the tour, and I'll tell you, some of the skeptics are the ones listening the closest because everybody loves a good ghost story. Yes, and I was going to say, now with legalization of... <laughs> The devil's lettuce, you know, there's going to probably be a lot more people influenced because like we seems this is the second time we've had a, a podcast talking about the use of marijuana and has the tendency to like alter your, it makes you more impressionable, impressionable to suggestions or whatever. So be interesting to see how many people are high. We should also get to take a poll like, okay, how many of you guys are high as a cut right now? I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they might see more ghosts, but at what cost? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Oh, my gosh. So if people want to get more information about your articles or your tours, where can they, what should they Google? (laughs) Uh, You don't even have to Google. It's just the center of it all, ghostwalks.com. Ghostwalks.com. We will definitely put the links up to that. Yes. I highly recommend it, guys. This is really fun. This place is awesome. And if there's anything listening, please follow Grace Home and not me. Oh, thanks. No, no, (laughs) no, thank you. Everybody have a, a cat.
and the husband, no, no more. I don't want to look after more people. My luck, I'll probably get the lazy ghost who causes more mess. Then I have to look after more people. So that's, that's my fair. luck. I'm going to get the lazy ghost. Maybe the ghost from the Donnelly haunting. Maybe the ghost that gets high is going to come to my house. And then I'm going to go through all my snacks because the ghost, I'm going to get the high ghost. So there's that's There's wrappers luck. everywhere. Yes. There's going to be like, I know it's going to go through my house. Get candy, the crunchy Doritos. Crunchy. <laughs> that's going to be ghosts. Yeah. Having the munchies. So no, 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 thank you. Oh, dear. No haunted ghosts. Well, or, I'm excited to, to do this. I know. Tour. I'm so excited. Thank so, so thank you so much, Dana, for sitting down with us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Okay. Okay, guys, so we will catch you later. And we'll let you know if we see any helmets on the tour. Yes, and no, I'm not gonna say it. Okay, guys, <laughs> bye. So we are lucky. We actually have a special guest. I'm gonna let her introduce herself. So Hello. you can go ahead. <laughs> well, so what's your name? Marion. Marion. And mm -hmm. how are you associated? Are you part of the walk? Are, have you worked at Dan before? Are you? Are you part of this tour? Are you one of the guides? So Dan and I have known each other for about, I don't know, I feel like we're going on seven years now. I was going to say a thousand. <laughs> it feels like it's been a thousand, hasn't it? I first met Dan through his parents, so they do love me a little more than Dan, but that's okay. That's a good one. <laughs> so I think our first interaction was at the customs house, oddly enough, and then I found out he needed some help at a costume ball that he was doing at, was it the George Hamilton? That year. Oh yeah, that yeah. was the one year that we had to, originally I was supposed to do it at the Lyric Theater, which was the old CHCH studios where they did House of Fright and stuff. <gasps> yeah. That's so right. Okay, they just opened the museum. I still have to go check that out. I'm a huge fan yeah. of Frightened and like, I actually had the whole box set. I scored this box set. Both my husband and I grew up, I said, you know, if you grew up in the Toronto Hamilton GTA area, you do know about that show. And Vincent Price is the king of horror. And like I just oh, said, he absolutely. said, I always said, I wish he was my father. I said, Dad, I love you. My dad's like, no offense, because my dad thinks Vincent Price is a cool guy too. So, <laughs> so he is so a cool guy. So that's amazing. Sorry, that part of the history there is just so cool. Well, I was so excited to do it too. But then one week before the event was supposed to happen, the roof caved in. Oh. So then I had to rush and I rented out a restaurant, which was, it was an old hotel, which is kind of cool. But yeah, no, I wanted to be in there. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. So, but you you scrambled really well, and it ended up that was probably one of the most interesting costume balls we have encountered. Interesting is a good word to use. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I would have used a different word that I probably can't say on this podcast. No, <laughs> I love when people use that term "interesting" for like good, interesting, bad, interesting, or disturbing, interesting. Yeah. Like it's just one of those like blanket it, words. It's the inflection that you give it's, to it. Yes. It's like oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. It hit all three areas of those markers. <laughs> really? That <laughs> night was the, nothing compares to it. I I'm, like. I'm happy to be in the Scottish right <laughs> <laughs> Really? Uh, yeah. Okay, I guess that's another podcast itself then. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, so that night, we that's where it all started. And then from there on out, it, it, I feel like I was mostly at the customs house. And then we just continued to go on to different locations. But yeah, so my, I think... Now, to give a little context with the custom houses, we did the tours there, yeah. but as well, we did what was known as an investigation night. So mm -hmm. people coming in, they could be amateur investigators with the tools and stuff. <laughs> that and was, I was one of those people, one of my best friends oh, that we actually, out. yeah, and we did the, uh, I don't know how long ago, was it, uh, this, how long ago it was, but about close to 10 years ago where you guys had the seance. Yeah, we did that yeah, every that night. pretty much every night yeah. with the Ouija board. It no, it was just like, it was basically, we did just to be like sat around in the table. We just kind of did the finger touching and we just get that. Oh, I'm not too sure if there was a 
Ouija board. That might have been a Ouija board. That might be I've going learned. back pretty far. Then. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. Was, yeah, about yeah, over like ten years ago. Yeah. So it just kind of like evolved over the years. But at the Custom House, it's the Workers Arts and Heritage Center as well, and uh, you could almost guarantee something was going to happen because it's so energetic. The oh. main ghost of the place was so well known. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like it was as soon as you walked in the door, like, I, how many times did we say to each other, like, none of us ever wanted to be in that building alone. It was terrifying to be in there. Because it's just, as soon as you walked in the door, there was just that energy of just, you didn't want to be in there alone. Which then led to your cartoonish experience up oh, in the attic. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was... Whew. Would you like to share? I think I might. So, the custom house, I think it's four levels. And so we, one particular evening, it was really, really active, really. And so there's a part of the evening, so you'd have the guests come in, you'd take them on a small tour of the building, and then after that, they were free to roam around, investigate with all the tools, things like that. So Dan had to put us up in the attic that night. There were three of us, and the attic was where they kept a lot of their historic items and basically a like graveyard that. for the pieces of the history that were in the building. Yeah. So and they were very keen on making sure that guests didn't touch things, and so we were up there to ensure that that didn't happen, but also very active place because a mantle that was up there. And so the night had been really active and people had been telling us, oh, we were hearing voices on the other end of the attic. And oh, yeah, okay. And me, I'm a bit of a skeptic. So I was like, okay, yeah, what are they saying? Or what are you getting? Oh, my EMF meter is going crazy. Great. (laughs) And so it was towards the end of the night and we were sending guests downstairs because we finished off the evening with a seance. And so we were sending everybody downstairs and... People started to leave, and I was standing again, not against, but right near some tables with one of the other girls, and just us reading guests downstairs, and this older lady and a younger gentleman were coming out, and they were showing us their meters and all that. We said, oh my gosh, we heard so many voices, like, so many voices back there, and noises, and oh, good, I'm glad that you're, you're enjoying your night. And I had made a joke, which I've now learned not to <laughs> bother the spirits. <laughs> I had like yelled into the back. I was like, do it again. Talk some more, I, I think. Because the girl had said that she had heard some knocking. And I swear to you, after I said that, two seconds later, on the tables behind us, we heard three knocks. As soon as that happened, because I, previous to this, sorry, I had been, we had been like touching the mantle and I was knocking on it and things like that. And I think after when I had said, do it again, I think maybe the main ghost of the house thought I meant knock on the mantle. I did not. So (laughs) I don't remember what happened next because all I did was run out of that building. Well, let me remind you, because uh, when this is happening up in the attic, I'm on the first floor in the gallery telling ghost stories to the group. (laughs) And I stop because I hear something and it's this low screaming coming down the stairs and getting loud. It's like, ah. <laughs> right across the front of the gallery. And it was like a cartoon just blurred right by out the front I was door. out of there because I did not ask for that. And so I think it was really interesting just how active the night was. And I think when it happened, we all kind of looked at each other and we were like, did you, you touched that. Like, we didn't say anything, but it was just kind of our faces. And the one girl's like, I didn't do that. And as soon as she said that, I was gone. <laughs> and so it was interesting. Like that that area in general, just the, the energy around it. Like there were times that like we had done like just 
in the evenings doing, like, I, Lauren and I think Shannon would sit in front of the mantle with the Ouija board and just get so much information. Well, that attic up there had a feel to it. We used to take people, there was a caretaker's apartment in the back, too, and then everything in the front. It's just, it's just, like, creepy and confined. It's not original to the building, right? Mm-hmm. They put it in after the fire in, I think, 1920s, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, no, that building, I, I miss it so much. Yeah, so that, that was... the existence That of place was very... Uh, <laughs> so the experience I had was there when we did... After we did, like, the... You know, you said the same thing, like, you had all this equipment for us to go use, and I think that was, like, my, my first kind of, like, experience of, like, paranormal investigating. I'm like, oh, okay, I've had... You know, we had a plant, uh, sorry, pendulum, we had a meth detector, and we're, you know, we were walking around, it was great, and it was to the point where it was the old school, you know, the part where there was a school? Oh, yeah. And uh, we actually did, ha- I did have an attachment with me, and one of the ladies in the meetings there, she said to me after she came to me, she was like, what do you do? I said, I'm a teacher. She's like, there's a little spirit of the boy, he's like, he seems to be really attached to you right now, you and your best friend, because she's a teacher as well, and we, we kind of looked at each other, like, uh, okay. I kind of sat there. I'm like, okay, so how do I not take this home with me? You know, at this point, I was like, again, novice where I used to go into old asylums and whippy, and we used to go into these places when not breaking and entering, but, you know, just casually walking through. And, you know, we had experiences there, but that was the first time I actually had where almost like an interaction with a spirit kind of say, and it was at the customs house. That's when the first time I had something actually come attached to it. And it was very active. Every time we asked mm-hmm. the questions, it was responding. It was like a quick response. Yeah. I'm so not that surprised. Yeah. I'm absolutely not surprised, especially on the investigation nights. Uh, one quick story uh, I was setting up by myself. It's not even dark out yet, and the building's empty. So I go to my car to get a couple more bags, and you remember the front door had a lock bar on yeah. it? Yeah. So I propped it open with the deadbolt lock, just to make sure I wouldn't get locked out. And I'm walking back with the bags in my hands, and I'm looking at the door, and it, it, like it happened, it didn't register at first, but something on the inside turned the deadbolt lock because the door shut and locked me out. <laughs> the lock bar engaged, yeah. right? But thankfully I had the keys on me, otherwise oh. the night would have been over early. But that was the same night that yeah. the elevator stopped working. Yeah. So half the group had the stand. And it was also the night we found out that the spirit of the building wasn't happy with us. So it just felt uncomfortable the entire time we were in there. Really? Yeah. yeah. The dark lady, the, the main spirit. She we eventually found out, just the cut to the end, <clears throat> is that she didn't like the poem. There's a, remember, there's a poem from the 1800s that was written about her that describes her as the devil, mm-hmm. like with hooves and horns, and she didn't like being described yeah. that way. So yeah. I, no, she was, so, she was yeah. a young girl, right? So Yeah, she communicated through the Ouija board at the end of the night because I asked her, I said, why are you so angry? And she spelled out poem. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, I, I would say, yeah, I'd be sick, yeah. I'd be pissed off, too. I'm like, I just, so you catch me one bad day, and now I'm the devil. <laughs> like, you know, that poor girl is <laughs> just, like, it's, like, like <laughs> quote-unquote, again, figured, like, yeah. demonized because she had one bad day, and this guy, her ex-boyfriend, was like, yeah, well, I'm just going to write you a poem. Like, yeah, that, I don't, <laughs> that I think, all, yeah. <laughs> there was also one interesting time where, like, same, in the attic, and it was Lauren, Shannon, and somebody, one of the other guests on the Ouija board, right in front of the mantle. And sometimes the custodian would come in because he hung himself, right? Is it the custodian or who hung themselves? Yeah, the stories are so rusty in my head right now. I don't yeah, and there's tons of stories yeah. there too, like yeah. the, the murders and just 
the rapes and everything like, that happened there. Just, it was, the bodies and walls yes. and floors. And well, this is the, the, the way the building was used. It was only a custom house for 20 years, mm-hmm. and then it was everything else yeah. after that. Yeah. Anything, yeah. Everything it could yeah. be. And so I think they were communicating with him on the board, and I think that maybe they asked how he died or why, and I think he spelled out like that he had hung himself and I kid you not like there were people coming up the stairs and all of a sudden you heard like a it always makes you think of have you seen House on Haunted Hill yes, yes. and <laughs> in the movie like when she hangs herself yes, like yes, when yeah. she hangs herself she makes that ah, yes, noise yeah. that's what we heard and there were people coming up the stairs and I got up so fast and I looked at the people coming up the stairs. I was like did you hear that and they looked at me like I had three heads they were like there was, we didn't hear anything, nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, you didn't hear a yelling noise? No, nothing. Like, and they were kind of irritated with the fact that they, I was stopping them from getting into the attic because I was like, you had to have heard that, come on, no. And so it like, that attic holds a lot of energy. Now, have you had any experiences here at the at Scottish Rite yourself? Because no. we just finished doing the tour mm-hmm. and <laughs> We had something interesting happen to us. Actually, there was two experiences we had. Our guide, her aunt, had an experience just right now in the bathroom. As she was going in. She was going in, and she had she's kind of checking the stalls, and the lights kind of did a bit of a flicker. And she was like, okay, not a big deal. She goes, uses the bathroom, comes out, goes to the sink. The door slams Slam. shut, and the lights go off. Oh! Really? And she had this, to, Yeah. And she had to get her, like... But she her phone. She's trying money. to feel the way out. She's like, I didn't even wash my hands. I just ran. <gasps> she that bath- like, yeah, so just right up here, just upstairs right here from, yeah, that's where it happened. Don't go alone. That was your tour, your that tour just guide, Christine's aunt? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm going to ask her about that. Yeah. Yes. It was creepy. Yeah, in, the, in, the, in the original part of the house, though, Leanne showed us the servants' quarters upstairs, like where the servants' quarters would have been, and that, like, it's painted gray, it, like, it's nothing special because it's where servants lived. You mean the third floor of the, the house? The third floor, yeah. Yeah, the sky, part of the Scottish Rite here. Yeah, and you green. get, but, like, you get a very, like, it's not a good feeling when you're up there. Like, when Lauren and I were up there, you just got this, like, really tense... Is that why the tours don't go up there? Because it's just, like, such a heavy ominous feeling or is it more just for being polite and respectful of a little bit of that and a little bit of there's really nothing to talk about fair enough no but like from what Leanne said to like said that there, there were some things that had happened up there, but... Oh, I'm sure there has, but yeah, from the history. I tell you, just quickly with the Scottish Rite, getting the history was like pulling teeth. teeth. I can imagine. And then even the family, the Tuckett family, I, I couldn't even find a picture of who was one of our former mayors, George E. Tuckett, until I went to City Hall, and I'm like, oh, that's what he looked like. Oh, <laughs> like really? You can't even find a picture of him. It's just not that much information. Well, walking into the chapel, as Beth and I were waiting, I said, a tour guide, Chris, it was Christy, right? She was explaining and she's talking about the history. The feeling there, it was just like this very like heavy kind of feeling. And I was saying to Beth as we were just talking, and we're like watching, and as I was sitting on the bench and they had the pictures, and I was coming up the stairs with like this, this row of pictures of all the you know the masons. And I kept it, I saw something, and so I got up and went to go look. Maybe it was a car driving by and the light reflects. But I'm watching the cars, and the lights are not reflected. It's just because of the stained glass. It's kind of muted, mm-hmm. so you can't see a reflection. You just see the light. Well, I was sitting there. I saw it looked like something walked in front of the light, <coughs> like something just cut through the light. And it came in front of the picture, and I kind of looked at Beth. Beth looked at me like, there's just something right there. And I just sat there, and I was looking at it. 
and nobody else was witnessing it because Beth and I were just sitting there behind everybody else. I just kind of sat there. I'm like, okay. And we, I felt that whatever it was kind of follow us right through. We we're in the chapel. We we're sitting in the chapel and we went in through the dressing room room and we're coming through the, where the kitchen was and we're at the end of the tour. As I was sitting there, I kept feeling something at the end of the corridors, the hallway. I just felt something. And so did Beth. We said like, you felt it. We felt something just kind of like watching us and it was not, a, it was a male. Mm-hmm. It was a male present and you could feel it. And I just said, something's probably not happy that we're a bunch of females in here right now. And I just, it did not like us I being mean, there. I swear to you, every time I'm in the cathedral, I feel like there, you just, you turn your back to yes. that and you just feel like there's Eyes are somebody the back watching. You. Yeah. That's exactly that. You, know, you know that you are not welcome in yeah. their space. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, one thing that kind of be funny, because she's telling me this and I'm sitting in the cathedral and then I'm just kind of looking around because it's so beautiful and I look up and I see where the projection is. And it looks like there's like a little ET guy. Like the little <laughs> yeah. And for a, for a second there, I was like, oh, oh. no, it's okay. It's just a projector. It's just a projector. Go home. But it looked like a little ET guy. I was like, oh, that's what's watching. Yeah, they're saying, ladies, go home. You're not welcome here. But yeah, that was, you're right, like about that feeling of just in that corridor where it's like, you just said the secrets, the unknown, and just this is where the men were. And there's. And even the robing room, too. Like, it's just because, like, really, we're not, we're, we aren't supposed to be in there, right? Yeah. And so, like, it, it really is, it's just a, a, a you're not welcome very here. strong like, feeling. Get out. Like, wow. it's really, it's not. So, it's, those are the interesting parts of the, of this area. Well, that was the experience building. with the two psychics. I assume Christy talked about mm-hmm. that on the tour. Yes. So, yes. Yeah, when Kate and Michelle came in, right? The lady. They brought him in because they were women. Mm-hmm. Oh, because they're amazing psychics as well, but yeah. because they're women and bring him into the rooms, it stirred stuff up. Yeah. It just, oh man, that feeling. I just thought, I'm like, oh, whatever. Okay. Just history. Yeah. But like, I just, that feel, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I just, it's very, like I said, it's not impressive. I don't know. It's just, it's very hard feeling to describe it was very palpable like you're just kind of sat there like I am not welcomed here no that's what I felt like I was not welcomed you want to move like you don't even yes. want to stand still yes. you don't like you want to you want to move around you want you don't want to stay seem like you're getting comfortable because mm-hmm. you just you can't feel comfortable in that room I know that <sighs> auditorium so although I had I don't this is all just freaking coincidence it's <laughs> not this is not like anything that's spooky at all but I was sitting with Grace after she's like I see the shadow I'm like okay We'll yeah. check it out after, no big deal. So I'm, you know, they kind of have the pews outside the chapel. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm kind of just like leaning on one, listening to her tell the story. And you know how your knee kind of gives out sometimes? Mm-hmm. My knee went out and I was like, oh man. And then I look over at Grace, she has a little... That my little called? Ovulus. And it just says... Have, my little Ovulus, I have it on my app. I have this great phone app. So my um, knee goes out and all it says is pray. pray. And I'm like, oh, and then object, yeah. and then object. <laughs> it said pray and then object. I'm like... Okay, and I'm like, I'm like, okay. So it's still just a freak coincidence that my knee just happened to give it out oh. that moment, but I was like, so did you praise the Oh, yeah, I, I know. Just did my little, got my rosary, did my little. Then there's me, I'm like, patriarchal BS, and it's going on here, all this men sitting there as a press of male, you know. Yeah. I was just joking around, but it was. Yeah, it was just a weird coincidence. Yeah, yeah. totally just. Not nothing creepy, but just. But wow! So just yeah, that whole this building itself. It's awesome. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for hosting this tour because yeah, this is one of the best nights I've had in like a long time. This was awesome. Oh, it's it's so that. good. Like and yeah. just like the Halloween season, just October enhances everything in general. Oh, it does. Like, uh huh. It's it's the veil is thinner. I always say that the veil is thinner, and just you know, I personally think this is when you get a lot of. The spookier stuff, I guess, will happen. And this is like, we're saying, you know, you're talking about how you get the skeptics because they're the ones who are listening more intently because they want to hear the stories. I think, and like I said, 
they want to be scared somewhat and they want to kind of be told. But these are the people who walk away with, okay, so I saw this or I took this picture. Like, what do you think? think? Well, I mean, what do you think? Exactly. So yeah, I, you got to know too with a lot of those pictures, like ninety percent of them. I am so jaded when it comes. to <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. I'm so am I. Orbs, orbs. I, just, I know. Like everybody thinks like it's orbs. I'm like, uh, no, sweetie, it's called you got to dust better. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, just it's really bad. No, that's true. Yeah. There's dust and there's bugs and just like I, I'm not about orbs. I just. But of all of the locations that we do with the ghost walks in October. Mm-hmm. The eeriest of all of them is the Hermitage, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's being in that coach house. <laughs> like, and we're starting a tradition now, uh, starting two years ago, every Halloween night we spend in the Hermitage. You guys are brave. I feel like yeah. there's, like, some, like, creepy cult doing stuff in the woods no, there. Oh, there and are. They have, oh, yeah. There oh, are stories oh, about that, yes. Oh, I white-knuckle my steering wheel when I drive home from there because I am scared that I'm going to see that girl in the middle of the road, and I don't want to. See, at that place, it's funny you say that because a couple years ago, my friend John and I have gone there at nighttime, and we drove up, and we decided it was, like, in the summertime. I'm like, yeah, let's just go, like... Like, if we get caught, whatever, we're going to get caught. We're just going to go through. We pay for a party. We decide to go. And I'm not joking. As we're walking through, we didn't get into the middle of the pathway. It felt like the whole forest was alive and something did not want us to be there. Oh, absolutely. And my friend John and I, I'm like, and we're out now. Peace out. We're gone. Like, I swear, it's like this, like, dust trail as we were running back. I'm like, something did not want us to get, like, usually I can get there, no problem. It, this night was, like, the animals were super active. Like, it sounded like every single animal was out there. It was, like, super loud, noisy, and just uncomfortable. I'm like, mm, yeah. Well, like, with all, like, you know, they say that animals carry some kind of energy well, as well. Thing, right? Did you see any animals around the ruins? Or we, you just heard them? We saw the fireflies. Remember, yeah. we saw the fireflies. And then when we went, there was a blue butterfly that followed us around. We went during the it was day. Cool. And we saw these, yeah, the blue butterfly. We saw two blue butterflies that kept being going around where the ruins were basically just that I just there's blue butterflies which is gorgeous to them but I mean like a lot of animals have been sacrificed there oh, oh, geez. and so <laughs> yeah yeah and like, so I mean even just the area like we tell it from a historical point of view but yeah no I don't like telling that stuff no but it no was, it was a problem for a while there uh, one of the reasons why they uh they don't adopt black cats on Halloween was because of what was going on out there <gasps> but it's just yeah no. it was even a couple times it was a goat Oh yeah. my gosh, wow, Crazy. I was joking, but apparently that's... Yeah. Like, oh, like the security guards, they'll tell you. Wow. Like they're the ones who have to discover this stuff. Oh, and yeah, and they're there. the ones who walk in on man. like the circles of scary people in ropes. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, each other like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, if, you just, if you could just look at Beth's face right now, you just was, I, I'm very much that friend who's like, nope, not doing it. Nope, nope. And we were I'm walking. I'm going to run now. Yeah. <laughs> we were walking back one day, and I forget who it was. So I was like, did you see that? I'm like, nope, because I didn't. And I look down and I keep walking. And after they had told us that they thought they saw someone in a hood, and I'm like, that's the creepy people who are doing creepy stuff. Let's just keep walking. Yeah, the, the cultist people and who were the And I honestly didn't know that was actually a it's thing. A, That's it's very a, disturbing. I didn't yeah, realize that. Like, I always thought that, yeah, that was still going on to this day. That is more terrifying than anything. Like, 
Again, 2018, I think people are like, can't they just do rituals by via like internet now? They can like, do it like online, like call yeah. Like, don't you know somebody with a farm or a barn? And like, at least you're gonna sacrifice an animal. Like, don't eat a food don't, bank. Don't, don't do like that. waste an animal. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. People true. do like. But uh, some people want that meat. That's yeah. Just, but no, of like all the locations, even Ruthven. Like when we walk around Ruthven yeah. at nighttime nothing matches the energy to what the hermitage is. Like, you're on edge the entirety of walking through the hermitage. And I'm not, like, even with my experiences that I've experienced through Dan and these locations, even I, I feel, like, unwelcomed and just, it's, oof, I don't like it there. Yeah. Well, well we have another guest here. Sorry, <laughs> do you like to share the experiences? No, I don't really have any of my own, to be honest. No? <laughs> no I'm just kind of sitting in. <laughs> <laughs> You're just sitting in, you know, witnessing, yeah. but yeah, it just... Yeah. Yeah, that's how they got me, too. Yeah, that's how I started. <laughs> she was the bystander. She just kind of sat there. She's like, and then she got drawn into it. I pulled her into it, so... I still won't go to this. But wow, I now lost the hermitage, because yeah. that's... <laughs> That's what's funny because we're the Hermitage guys oh. is going to be another time we're going to be talking about because we can just do like oh. a probably just two episodes on the Hermitage itself. Oh, you could like it's it's incredible like it's just yeah, it is a very cool place. So thank you so yes, much for sharing the stories. Amazing, amazing. amazing. Really appreciate my it. terrifying. I did not sleep that night and like this oh, this woman she was so nice. I can't remember what psychic did had that night. She came up to me and I was like, you didn't, you didn't hear it. <laughs> and she was like, okay, just picture white light and I'm going to cleanse you. I was like, cleanse me with what? Holy <laughs> water. I didn't like this. So no, it's, and so since I'm still, I feel like I'm still on the fence, but I know for sure I was like, that was totally unnatural. And yeah. I, and every single time I went up there and I was alone, I didn't want to be alone, and I was like, if you could just let, I just want to put these chairs away. If you could not knock or not say anything, I would really appreciate that. I mm-hmm. respect your space. Wow. We'll see. You are a brave lady coming back. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, moral of the story, our friends and fans here, is that don't tempt the fate, and because if you challenge a ghost, it will challenge you back, and it will take, I think, a challenge. I think a lot of them will. So don't be surprised if you do challenge a spirit or the unknown that it may come back and it might not come back right away and that's no. the thing to realize like you may say knock but you have to say knock right now or you have to do yeah. something and they don't like to be told I well, that was the it's smack like, on the hand that i got she was like oh yeah i'll show you i'll show you yeah the golden yeah. rule even in the afterlife treat others how you want you to be, be treated. treated exactly so wow so thank you once yes, again for amazing. sharing these stories because yeah. it is amazing so Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll check you guys later. And don't forget to check out ghostwalk.com. Yes, please do, and check out what they have. And if you are in the Hamilton or Toronto GTA area, do come out for Halloween. I'm sure you guys do guys probably have tickets left over, but don't wait. Get them right away. Okay, guys, talk to you later. Bye.